Hello, everyone, and welcome to Job Board Geek. We're the podcast about the business of connecting candidates and employers. My name is Jeff Dickey Chasens, the Job Board Doctor, and I'm here today with my co-host, Stephen Rothberg of College Recruiter. How you doing, Stephen? It is a great day, Jeff. Thank you. Good. I, I understand that tomorrow we're going to be having 70 mile an hour winds here in Iowa. So um, I may not be with you next week for a podcast recording, or I may be reporting from Illinois instead of Iowa. So we'll just <laughs> see what happens. Could be interesting. We have a great guest today, Brad McCorkle of Local Eyesight. Known Brad for a long time. He's got a really interesting niche that he works in, and he's uh, done some interesting things in terms of trying to reach this really uh, challenging target of candidates and employers. So we're going to talk to him about that. But first, I just wanted to chat just a little bit about what's going to happen uh, for the industry in terms of 2022. I think probably the biggest challenge is going to continue to be the same challenge we had this year, which is the pandemic and all the things that are sort of rolling out of the pandemic. I mean, we had a short shortage of workers in a lot of industries before the pandemic. It's even more now. I mean, a lot of people died. A lot of people are very nervous about coming back to work. And a lot of people that would have been here through immigration aren't here. Uh, Stephen, I don't know. What do you think is going to happen uh, with regard to this uh, in the coming 12 months or so? Yeah, Jeff, I agree with you. Um, to add to that, we, we had our recent discussion with Alex Murphy of, of JobSync. Um, one of the sort of additional, I guess it's a problem, uh, certainly is the, the long COVID people that are effectively disabled in partly or, or wholly. And then also the, the people who are caring for them, uh, which are largely family and friends. That takes those people either completely out of the labor market or, or partially out of the labor market. You know, when we talked as an industry about vaccinations are going to solve all of this. Um, and I think that helped but it wasn't the solution. Uh, and then we people were talking about, well, when unemployment insurance goes away, that's going to solve the problem. And I think in some ways that's helped, but it didn't solve the problem. I, I do. I think, I think this is the new normal in a lot of ways. And I think that there are some good things that are coming out of this for, for some people. Uh, real wage growth for those at the bottom end of the wage scale is up significantly more than the high rate of inflation that we're experiencing. That's a really good thing. The shift in power from employers to employees is, I think, in my mind, is a really good thing. And yet when you go into a Starbucks and they don't have your favorite beverage because the employee isn't available to make it or there's a supply chain problem, um, that really ticks me off. Um, so I guess I'm hypocritical. Yeah, well, I think we're all hypocritical at times. Um, and I think it's interesting, actually. Uh, I think our uh, guest will have some interesting thoughts about this because he's in an industry that's ha that's long had a challenge in terms of finding skilled, skilled people. And his site uh, has taken that on. And I think we're probably going to see that with some of the other uh, job boards that are out there where they just sort of say, hey, you know what? If we don't have enough people that are trained to do the work that our employers are doing. Let's figure out ways to get more of them into the labor force and sort of yeah. bring in pools of people that maybe traditionally we wouldn't have targeted. Anyway, it's going to be an interesting year. So um, with that, uh, let me introduce uh, Brad McCorkle of Local Eyesight, uh, which is a site that focuses on uh, eye doctors and eye clinics and all the people that work in, in the industry. Uh, welcome to Job Board Geek, Brad. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
Glad to see you guys. Good, good. I'm glad to glad to see you. And I, I detect there's a little bit of a uh, of a drawl. Uh, as, uh, are you are you from a state that is in Iowa? <laughs> uh, correct. I'm from uh, North Carolina, but uh, <clears throat> even worse, I grew up in South Carolina. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess if you have a South Carolinian accent, it still works. If you go north one state, right? People don't. Yeah, uh, shun you. Yeah, no, no. no it's, yeah, it's, I grew up in Texas, and when I go down and visit my relatives, I acquire the accent, and then as I drive north, it goes away again. And my <laughs> wife is always highly amused by that. So, um, yeah. so Brad, uh, I'm just kind of curious. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to found Local Eyesight? Uh, how you yeah. got started there? Yeah, sure. I um, the site's been up uh, since 2008. Before that, I had a career in medical sales, and I just happened to work for Alcon Labs, which is, you know, arguably the biggest supplier of ophthalmic related <clears throat> pharmaceuticals, medical devices. And so I spent about six years, you know, in and out of optometric and ophthalmic clinics. And, um, you know, it was often um, a doctor or, or an administrator might pull me aside and say, you know, we really need to hire a tech or we need to hire an optometrist. Do you know anyone? And mm-hmm. it happened enough times that occurred to me that there was, you know, there must not be great solutions out there else, you know, they wouldn't hmm. keep their pulling their medical sales rep into the fray. But, uh, and then I remember, and I still have the article, I remember reading an article in Ophthalmology Times about the shortage of ophthalmic techs. You know, this is, again, this is like 2007, 2006. So yeah, so I, I, I have a creative streak and I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I started designing, you know, the site and the model and, um, you know, went home and told my wife I was <laughs> quitting my job to start this site. And after I picked her up off the floor, um, <laughs> we moved forward. But um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how it happened. One of the things that I noticed about your site that I think that some of our listeners might find interesting is that you not only disclose the, the, your network, um, that you've built with affiliated sites, um, print um, publications that 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 you've formed partnerships with, but you really put that forward. It is a significant part of your selling proposition. And there are definitely sites in our industry that you know will take a job that an employer posts to them and send it over to some other site to help drive additional traffic to it. But they kind of do it behind the scenes. It seems like they're ashamed um, yeah. of of those partners. You're clearly proud of it. You put that front and center. Talk with me, if you could, about your thinking behind that what and what the reaction to your um, has been by your employer customers to that. Yeah. So, you know, the way that started is, is my original idea was that I could see um, if you were an ophthalmic administrator trying to recruit, you know, whatever position it was. You had kind of several different options. You you know you could work with a headhunter, which was really expensive um, at the time. You could go with classified ads or Monster.com, Career Builder, that kind of thing, um, which wasn't very targeted. And then a lot of you know folks might go to industry uh, trade groups, associations, you know, any kind of organization. Uh, publishers that work within the eye care space that that had connections with eye care professionals. You know, a lot of these uh, small associations were trying to drop revenue through jobs uh, sites. I remember that the probably our closest partner all these years is an organization, um, ATPO, Allied Technical Personnel and Ophthalmology, and um, they represent ophthalmic techs. And at the time, you know, they their idea of the job board was the employer had to fill out a piece of paper and fax it in. 
<laughs> into the uh, into the association, and then the association would give the piece of paper to their web developer who would try to post that that ad on the site within the next week or so. I thought, you know, there's obviously a better way, and I started thinking, what if we could knit together all of the what I refer to as industry insiders, so as many associations as possible, um, publications, you know, trade groups and things like that. If we could be the job board technology um, as well as the back end as far as sales and services is concerned, then we were we were proud to say that you know we were um, plugging into these industry connections in order to source good candidates. That was that was uh, yeah that was the whole thing, right? I mean, we wanted to be that, and we wanted to be the only job board that actually went to trade shows and exhibited in such a, a hmm. you know such a niche industry right so when you go to an ophthalmic trade show clearly always the only job board and um, so we really have always tried to present ourselves as industry insiders we fund scholarships for opticians you know for getting state licensure we, we fund scholarships for ophthalmic techs to get certified so yeah that's that's kind of been our thing so i'm, I'm kind of curious about that uh in terms of the scholarships uh how did that get started because that's pretty unusual i don't i don't know many job boards that get involved on the on the training side the way you've done that you've gotten involved yeah you know i just it was just an idea i had and and that mm. started with ophthalmic text a long time ago and i was you know i was just always trying to think you know i know we're going to talk about probably talk about indeed and zip you know i just thought if I'm going to compete, I'm going to have to really endear us to this niche um, community and make sure that, that they re- remember us when it comes time to look for a job. And so this is how part of how we started going about it. Um, there's a couple of things. I mean, one, one of the reasons I invited you on is I think you do a number of things like this scholarship that are a little bit out of the ordinary. Now, if I remember correctly, you have some sort of an ATS system. Is that right? That, uh, for some, your clients to use? Yeah. And that's um, an interesting question as well, because I think that, I guess you guys will know better than me, but it seems like today, probably more uh, job boards are using out-of-the-box software and then custom building, and we have, we're on our third or fourth um, derivation of our of our site, and we've you know we've built it from scratch, which is is something that's uh, I'm actually debating <laughs> right now. <laughs> but anyway, to your to your question, it did enable us to build a backend um, ATS that the, the employers can use, and you know we've obviously built it in a way that we think is appropriate for, you know, someone who's a medical administrator. Well, so you kind of, I mean, you brought this up, so I wasn't going to actually ask you, but since you brought it up, I will ask you, um, how have you managed to compete against big sites like the Indeeds of the world? Yeah. It must be a common occurrence for you to knock on one of the doors and say, you know, hey, do you want to post with us? And they're like, oh, we're using Indeed. We don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. But I have an interesting, and what I'm about to say is not really a knock on Indeed or Zip. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay. It's only the three of us. You can say okay. anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> and our listeners. <laughs> well, Shh, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, Myself and, and my inside reps, you know, we're we're fatigued from hearing, you know, someone buy a job posting with us, not get, you know, as many candidates as they want. You know, the response is always, well, with Indeed, I got dozens of candidates immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then always begs the question, well, why? Then why did you come to us? And, and again, this is not a knock on Indeed. It's it's extremely difficult now, especially to source ophthalmic techs, opticians, optometrists. You know, uh, I would say that 
we competed very favorably against them and the pandemic has, has really, you know, I might be completely open with you guys. Like the pandemic has really hurt us. Mm. And, um, you know, we don't have the same kind of cushion, if you will, <laughs> of, of, you know, venture funding and those kind of things to continue to make the kinds of kinds of investments that we want to when revenue drops and you know, our revenue dropped dramatically from February to March of last year. Mm-hmm. And so we, we've recovered to some degree, but we're not, we're still not back to where we were. And so, you know, um, that's complicated by the fact that the pandemic has also, as you said, impacted the job seeker market so dramatically that, you know, it's, it's like, that's our bread and butter, right? I mean, that's what always, mm-hmm. made, that's what always made us stand out was that we were better at, at sourcing this very specific type of professional. And right now they're just sparse. So we're, uh, we're trying all sorts of new things. Brad, when you were, when you were saying a second ago that you know employer might say you know hey we get, we're getting dozens of applicants through Indeed and mm-hmm. my words not yours but you know we got mm-hmm. fifty applicants to this posting from Indeed and five from you. Right. Why in your mind and you know every employer is different. Their motivations are different. Their metrics of success are different. Why if if they're getting a good response from Indeed and maybe they aren't. Maybe it's quantity not quality. Why would they be coming to a niche site like Local Eye instead of just going all in on Indeed if they're if they're if they say they're happy with Indeed? I was hoping you could tell me the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's because of your hat brad uh oh, you know yeah there's a story behind that hat but i'll, I'll that. um no I, I the only thing i can imagine is that the responses aren't because you know the, the logical follow-up question um, that we ask is well have you hired anyone and the answer is often no, you know, I think that one of the problems that our model creates for us is that we are so you know, niche focused that, you know, we're not, we've never been the kind of job board that's going to give you a hundred applicants. When someone's looking for a, you know, I'm a tech in Waterloo, <laughs> if you're getting a hundred applicants, you're not getting qualified eye care professionals. You know, they, they just, that kind of volume doesn't exist. Yeah. They're just, there aren't that many people. There just aren't. Yeah. But, I mean, you, that's, that's probably two hundred percent of the of the market. Right. I mean, it's just it it, it yeah. There's just there's just no way. Listen, I can't tell you how many conversations this is. This boggles my mind, but I can't tell you how many times we've had conversations with employers where we actually provided one or two candidates. They hired one of those candidates successfully, and. Indeed gave them 50 candidates, none of which they could hire. And they felt like Indeed outperformed us. That's bizarre. That's that's sort of a, a yeah. reasoning. Because uh, I, I, was, I was thinking that you were going to say something slightly different. And I was uh, thinking that you have or sort of in that classic situation with a lot of niche sites that you have to educate employers mm-hmm. on what to expect. Yeah. You, you have to educate them about the size of the labor market and what they, what they should expect to get from you as mm-hmm. a smaller site. That's right. super, super focused on that particular type of candidate. Right. But yeah, I mean, there's, it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to reason with someone who says, well, I didn't make any hires, but I had a lot of response. So I'm going to keep using them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Fairly, uh, I don't know if this is fair or not, but I, I, I sort of blame Monster.com for this because yeah, I, I um, a person that worked with me for a number of years, he's not with me any longer, but he um, actually worked at Monster uh, before working with us, and he he was in sales, and he told me you know how they sold, and you know they always sold on volume clicks, you know 
the kinds of things that, you know, just really weren't really weren't uh, completely relevant, right? When you're trying to find someone in a niche space, educating the marketplace is definitely a huge part of it. Uh, Jeff, I mean, I, I hear you. And we've, it's, it's just a conversation that, you know, we, we have a dozen times a day. Yeah. It's, um, we're, we're starting to run out of time, but I wanted to ask you one other thing that you do, which is again, a little bit unusual mm-hmm. is you offer assessments. Isn't that correct? correct. Um, for, mm-hmm. for the candidates. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about that and how that came about? Yeah, that's been really neat. I, I, um, it happened because I actually had a friend who was running this organization at a time that that was uh, at the time called Optimize Hire. Optimize uh, work. Uh, the, the, the testing was developed by someone who's kind of a world leader in, in that uh, evaluation testing space. And when this uh, testing was being put together, they actually did all of the testing before they went to the market. They did in a chain of eye care clinics that no longer exist. Although the testing was not at all specific to eye care, it's it's more. Um, designed to be predictive of how someone will perform financially, emotionally. Will they will they stick around or will they quit? You know, mm. is this person the kind of person that can drive revenue? It's that kind of testing, and so we just partnered with them, and we've just been white labeling that that testing. And so every candidate that comes to local eyesight, the first time they apply for a job, they're prompted with the opportunity to take the testing. The testing takes about 15 minutes. And once they take it one time, you know, they don't have to ever do that again. But then um, a report is automatically prepared, um, you know, on that candidate that, you know, gives the feedback to the employer. And it also does a really neat thing where it, it actually supplies a list of questions that would be good questions to very specifically ask this person in a job interview. Hmm. Um, to, that's that's really pretty cool. So yeah. so do you have uh, a reasonable number of employers that actually take you up and, and use that? You know, when they're looking at candidates, not as many as I would like. And <laughs> um, right, I mean, I you know I can tell you that I I have been, you know I've used the testing to hire folks at local side, and that's I have found it to be very good and, and productive. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I don't I don't I don't know how it seems to me that the market doesn't necessarily completely buy into the idea that tests like that can be accurately um, predictive. Yeah. That's, I find that really interesting because um, if you spend a lot of time reading the HR blogs, you would you would think that everyone does it, you know, that yeah. everyone is doing all this fancy stuff mm-hmm. and that, in fact, you can use these automated tools to predict candidate behavior and this sort of stuff. But I think out in the real world, there's just millions and millions of employers that are not that sophisticated or that, like you said, they don't buy in to the basic concept yeah. or they just don't have time. Yeah, and I, I think that's a really good point. Uh, Jeff, the thing for us is that, you know, we aren't typically working with HR professionals, right? We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're working right. with someone whose job is to run a medical practice. You know, staffing is one of the many responsibilities that person has, but they're not probably not kind of person that's reading, you know, a lot of HR materials because like you said, they just don't have time. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're worried about the uh, clinic flow and, you know, marketing the practice to the community. And so it's like, we're not dealing with a big company that's going to have an HR director that, that would be more knowledgeable about that stuff. Yeah. They're, they're, they're juggling lots of balls and mm-hmm. the HR ball may not be the one that's up in the air at that particular time. So, yeah. well, well, listen, Brad, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, um, thank you. It's very, very interesting what you're doing there. It sounds like it's a challenge right now, but hopefully it'll keep getting uh, better as the uh, pandemic eases and you get more people trained. If people want to get in touch with you, how, how do they do that? Probably the easiest way is 
uh, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, so you just go to my profile there, or you can just email me at uh, brad.mcorkle at localizesite.com. And uh, just remember that site is spelled S-I-T-E, localizesite. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Spell, spelling assistance is always good for me and probably for my for our audience as well. So, yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's great. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, Stephen, if uh, people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Looking for to to partner on you know buying or selling entry level early career talent, then reach out to me, Stephen S T E V E N at collegerecruiter.com. Brad, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks, guys. It's not often I get to talk to people about job boards. So this is uh this is this is <laughs> if, well, if, you if, know, if you're gonna say it's the highlight of your week, then it's a bad <laughs> week for you. <laughs> You're on the right show. Yeah. I may try to talk to them, but they just give me a blank stare. So it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not something you typically bring up at a party, you yes, know, yeah. so yeah. Uh, people will think your mask is on wrong. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, folks, that's it for this week of Job Board Geek. Uh, don't forget that you can subscribe to Job Board Geek via our RSS feed or Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora. There's just lots of different options. This is Jeff Dickey Chasen's. This is is the podcast that about connecting candidates and employers. That's it for this show, and we'll see you again next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.